Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We are back with the first official off-season podcast. Uh, it's over. It's done. I'm your host, Ross. With me is Dave. Hey, you're right. Good mate. The season's in the books. That season's done. Now the long yeah. March to August, September time. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of stuff to fill the gap, isn't there? Cut. There is. There's a draft right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, the combine's like a week and a half away now, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty mad, really. It never actually stops. There's like a little period of about two or three weeks when nothing happens and then they're back in training camp. Yeah. We're all good. We've got some XFL to uh, fill the gap. We'll talk about that briefly. We will mention Super Bowl. We've, this is our first show since the Super Bowl, so we won't bring that up as well. And then, uh, in a completely brand new idea, uh, the the quarterback roundabout. It's definitely nothing like the NFL around the pod, around the league podcasts uh, NFL carousel uh, idea. Um, so I mentioned what quarterbacks could play on different teams next season. Um, but let's start with the Super Bowl. It seems the best place to start. The Chiefs won. Um, yep. If you want a coach yep. to win you three quarters of the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan is your man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> But in fairness, I don't think the uh, Patriots one was really his fault. I think uh, <laughs> no, that was complete team collapse. <laughs> this one, you could probably put more. Yeah, thirty-one more on him than a score. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I, I, I mean, three different teams have basically had the same thing happen to them through this playoff. So I don't think it's. Uh, mm. I mean, it's not. I, I think just put it down to Mahomes being brilliant rather than. Some big errors, you know. It's, I think, yeah, because yeah, I think they played pretty well, the uh, 49ers. And I think one pass here or there, or one play made by different players and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's a completely different outcome. So I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I think it'd be harsh to sort of really like slam the 49ers to that because I think they played well through the game. Yeah, they did. It, it would be petty of me to say I didn't enjoy seeing. Sammy Watkins, burn Richard Sherman for that play right at the end of the game. It, it, it feels petty to say that, but I, I really did enjoy <laughs> You're it. You're going to anyway. <laughs> yeah, I really did enjoy it, especially with him mouthing off in the weeks before about not being able to get back there and he got back there and then he did that. But Yeah, I, I think the best team won overall. Best team of the whole season. I think we, we said before the season the Chiefs were going to win it all, so we, we can be confident in our prediction abilities. Yeah, I, I I felt good about the Chiefs all season, and I, I think like for the second half of the like, regular season, I think they got a bit underrated. Where Mahomes was injured, you had a few other injuries through the team. Yeah, like like Tyreek Hill missed some time, didn't he? I think people sort of forgot that they were well, they're a better team than they were a year ago, and that team was arguably the best team that season. So yeah, they're a more solid team, weren't they this year? Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, I think they're just a really good team. There's uh when you've got yeah. a quarterback like Mahomes, the rest of the team doesn't matter too much and the rest of the team's still pretty good anyway. So uh yeah, yeah I think he's he, he's incredible, I think. Um, he's a special yeah, talent. I, I mean he threw two two interceptions and two touchdowns in this game. It wasn't his best game by a mile, but he just makes things happen and there's never a there's never a point where a defence can switch off against him, is there? No, and yeah, he wasn't I think yeah, this was probably one of his worst games of his career. But when it mattered was when he come up big, and yeah. that's all you can really ask for, isn't it, from a quarterback? Yeah, I think they found the guy at running back as well, Damian Williams, over 100 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and then you add into that Tyreek Hill, and if they bring back Sammy Watkins with Travis Kelsey, 
they're looking like a very complete team. Yeah. The only thing with that is I would have said the same this time last year. Yeah. That they'd found their running back and then they <laughs> yeah. went away from him for whatever reason. It was, uh, yeah, they're an odd one with that. But Yeah, yeah. That, that could oh, be oh. someone else next year, couldn't it, to be fair? Yeah, easily. And I mean, they signed LaShawn McCoy. Williams has got like 10 carries a game again. And yeah. It, it wouldn't be sort of out of the question that they do that once again. And you're not quite sure why they don't trust him. But mm. yeah, he come up big when it mattered. Yeah, for the 49ers, they're not going to go into the tank after this, are they? They've built a team that's going to survive this and carry on, I think. Yeah, I think so. And. I think Garoppolo got some criticism after the thing that was a bit unfair, really, in my opinion. He, the first thing he played quite well. He was just trying to get the ball out of bounds. Just didn't have the yeah, didn't have the arm. Just, yeah, it was just just it was a bad play. I'm not going to say it wasn't a bad play, but I think people used that game where he only threw eight times as some massive criticism against him. It was the game was over. It wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't his choice to only throw yeah, eight times. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't something that oh they don't trust Garoppolo. It was just the fact that. They could run the ball for about twelve yards a carry. So why would you bother throwing? <laughs> yeah, most of that was having the game of his life, wasn't it? So yeah, and, but that would have been the same. That had been the same if Mahomes was on that team. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wasn't because it was Garoppolo. It was because of the way the game went. Yeah, and yeah, I think that was. Uh, it was pretty unfair for that sort of to be a criticism of him that the running game was working so well that they mm. didn't need to actually do anything else. But you know, it's just how it goes, I suppose. But yeah. It wouldn't be a big NFL game without a bit of controversy at the end, the holding, non-holding call on uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. It wasn't as clear and obvious as the uh, non-PI call in the, the championship game last year, was it? No. <laughs> the, the, uh, so the controversial call for me was uh, the Kittle one of all of them. Yeah. That that was uh, that was a bad call for me. That wasn't good, but... I thought like that was the that was the real game changer. Yeah, I mean this got built up as the game of if you'd have tight ends, this is your game, and they combined for like seventy yards between them. Yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> it just just one of them weird games, really. Yeah, no I mean, one no one really exploded, but the, the the flow of it just seemed to always be seemed to be going in the the Chiefs' favour. And I never thought, even when they were down what ten points going into the fourth quarter, I didn't ever think they were out of it. Like. I felt once that second pick, that was when I thought, oh, this is this yeah. one's done. But then, yeah, then it, they quickly come back. But I think if the Chiefs just get one more first down there, then it probably is. I just, yeah, I think it was just, yeah, just brilliant, really. From the 49ers didn't quite execute at the end, but yeah, I, I think for three quarters they were amazing. And then the defense just, unfortunately, like just a couple of plays and. Yeah, that was the difference, really. It was just, yeah, I, don't, I feel like it's one of them. I think whoever had lost this was probably going to get some unfair criticism because it's just the way the Super Bowl goes, isn't it? But yeah, one or two things go slightly differently, and this is a hell of a different outcome. And yeah, I don't, I don't really put anything too much on the 49ers being bad. No, the the, the Chiefs have done this to teams all season. You can easily score three or four touchdowns in a quarter, and it's there's nowhere stopping it. It seems. Yeah, I think I'd much rather look at Mahomes being brilliant rather than um, the 49ers doing anything wrong, you know. So I, I think Shanahan maybe could have been a little more aggressive at times, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's the case for a lot of coaches, you know. I don't think that's... Uh, yeah. And and like, I think the, the end of that first half was a, was a mistake looking back, but 
I mean, it's understandable. Like, you can see why they've come to the conclusion they have. Like that's that's sort of when I was looking back at the game, there wasn't anything too much that you couldn't justify the decisions. Where sometimes with these games you can, you know, and yeah, yeah, it's it relatively makes... sensible. Don't give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and they were they were pretty comfortable in this position they were. I think they thought they were the better team at the time, and mm. I, mean, I think they were right. It was uh, yeah, let's go still had to go what eighty yards or something in like a minute, and yeah. I think they could have done that, and say with that, without that Kittle uh, pass interference, they would have scored. But yeah, it's easy to say after that. That was a that was that have been the biggest play of the game, pretty much, wouldn't it? Well, so there was the two big chief ones at the end, but other than that, there wasn't too many big plays in that game. It wasn't that sort of game? And then no, it was yeah, weird. I, I we've had Super Bowls recently that have been kind of there's been big things happen, big events, big big plays, things. This one kind of it just kind of passed by almost. Yeah, it was, uh, but it's weird because it was also a good game. It wasn't like I was sitting here bored. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, really good, it was a game. good game. Yeah, just two really good teams. I think. Yeah. I think the the right two teams in it, and probably the right winner. Yeah, so the odds for Super Bowl Fifty Five Chiefs have been installed as favourites. Obviously, that always happens. Uh, six to one, Ravens and Forty Nine are seven to one, and then the Saints are eleven to one. That's the kind of your big four heading into next year. Do you see that as the right kind of four teams there? I mean. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like the Saints coming into this playoffs, and I'm not going to like the Saints going into next season. No, for basically the same reason. Yeah, I just. I, I've never been a. I've never been one that get quite gets the hype on the Saints. I think they're a good team, but hmm. time and time again they come up short in the playoffs. And Drew Brees isn't the same quarterback out of New Orleans, and yeah, I, I don't know why people seem to ignore that with them and. I, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I would. I wouldn't be touching the Saints. I can pretty safe <laughs> to say that. No, what, four, six, six, one, six, six months of the season. That is the longest odds I've ever seen on the Patriots to yeah. win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, but, I imagine if Brady resigns, their mods come down a bit. Because, probably half. To be fair. Yeah, I just. I think people are writing off the Patriots too soon. I think. Yes. I think we said it on the last podcast. It seems so long ago now that I can't really remember, but I'm sure we must have that the Patriots aren't actually that far away and. I think if Brady's come back, it means they're going all in for uh, another title, and you'll see some. They'll be, be sorry, see them be pretty active in free agency. So, yes. yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to taking them on right now. But I mean, beating the Chiefs is going to be tough for anyone. Yeah, I mean, if Brady does resign, let's, let's transition into the quarterback chat. That he wants more weapons, and he tends to get what he wants. So. Brady's resigning. Do you think he's going to be the, the Patriots quarterback next year? The, the, yeah. The talk from going anywhere else just seems odd. That, the thing is, for me, when you look at it from the Patriots' side, what's mm. the other option? I mean, yeah, they're picking in the 20s. They're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks. So I guess trade up. But I'm not sure they've really got enough to trade up high enough to get one of like the top two. Yeah. Maybe it's in Justin th- Herbert range, but then... Yeah, but even then, there's, it's still going to be quite sought after. Yeah, I think you're struggling to get up there, so then you're looking at one of the sort of lesser quarterbacks, and I'm not sure that's the route they'd want to go in the first. No. You're, you're signing, like, Dalton or Jameis Winston or whoever. I mean, is that a better option than Brady? I know <laughs> Brady hasn't, that didn't necessarily play his best, but he, what, I don't think he was anywhere near as bad as people think he was this season. No. But, and I still think he's a better option than them quarterbacks, especially in the system. And then from Brady's point of view, where's he actually going to go? He, he, he's not coming back unless he's got a chance of winning a ring. Yeah. So that rules out probably 
20 teams, if not more, straight away. <laughs> yeah. And of them, say it was 20 teams, of like the top 12 teams, who of them actually need a quarterback? Yeah, There's exactly. not many of them. Yeah, the, the one he gets linked to the most is the Chargers. And now with the Philip Rivers news that he's he's gone, and we'll talk about him in a second, but they have a terrible offensive line. And why would he want yeah. to go to a team and at, what, age 42 and have to learn a whole new system? And it, it, just, it just seems weird that he, there's even talk that he'd go anywhere else. Yeah, to me, nothing adds up for him actually leaving. No. None of the none of the things that sort of need to happen make sense to me. So, mm. I mean, I'm sure there's been crazy things that have happened in the NFL, but for me, I just don't see it. I just don't see how he ends up playing quarterback for another team because I don't think it makes sense for a sort of any side there in the yeah. Patriots side, the Brady side. It just doesn't make sense. The Titans were the only one that I could sort of making an argument for, but yeah. I'm not convinced he goes to them either. So, yeah. The, if, if he was just a... Say, you, I don't know, for whatever reason, he hasn't played for... or He, he was playing in Canada, decided to come to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. If you were looking at the teams looking for a quarterback, the Patriots would be the option there, the standout option. Yeah. And it, I mean, it just makes, it makes too much sense to me that he ends up as a Patriots quarterback again. Yeah, there's Brady specials on Skybet. He's one to four to be the Pats quarterback week one. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to take a while to get used to. The next kind of yeah. favourite team. I mean, the only thing with that is you could see them like Gruden. Obviously, likes a veteran quarterback, doesn't he? Yes. And you could see them going out to uh, sort of like moving to the new stadium with a quarterback and just paying him a fortune. That's that's what I could. Out of them, but I'm just not sure Brady would do it just for the cash. No, there's someone else makes more sense for them, and I'll get to him in a bit. But yeah, Brady, Brady's a Patriot next year. Um, yeah, Phil Rivers, where's he going to end up? Because he is now officially a free agent after leaving the Chargers after 16 years. I mean, I've seen people dismiss it, for, but for me, I think if I was putting money down, I'd put money on retirement. Yeah, I just don't see a team that I don't see why a team would want to pay it. Or like, I just don't see a team out there for me that makes much sense because Rivers was really, really bad last year. Yeah, I think mean, you can put it down to whatever, but he was really, really bad. Yeah, and to me, I don't think it's just a fluke that he was bad. I think that is what he is now. And I mean, the Colts are the one most closely linked to him, aren't they? But yeah, the talk is I mean, the Colts, is, but is he a better option than Brissett? Like, I'm, I don't think Brissett's great, but I also wouldn't want to touch Rivers no, at all. No, fine, isn't he? Yeah, like, if you're going to go with a fill-in, just stick with Brissett. He's probably going to be cheaper. Yeah. He's probably going to be easier to work with at this sort of stage, you know. I think... Yeah. I just don't know why... I don't know why a team would want Phil Rivers right now. I just don't... I don't get it. I don't know why anyone would want to pay him 20-odd million, which it seems like he wants to play. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't. Nothing makes sense there for me. A bit like I said, Brady and not being a Patriot doesn't make sense. I don't think any team makes sense for Rivers. No, I've not enjoyed watching Rivers play for years now. No. And yeah, last season, twenty-three touchdowns, twenty interceptions, got sacked thirty-five times for a man that's thirty-eight years old. I mean, that that is declining numbers all across the board. Yeah, maybe if you're Tennessee, they've got like a half decent line. Yeah. You could sort of talk yourself into that, but like to me, I just I wouldn't want to touch him. I wouldn't want to pay him the money. I just don't know why you would bother, even if he plays for two more years, which I can't 
mm. it being more than that. Yeah. Like what? I just don't know what the point would be. I don't know what you're really gaining by you're just wasting picking time up Phil Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd much rather out of the quarterbacks. Like, I know he's not actually a free agent, but assuming he's going to be available, go for Andy Dalton or yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah, I'd much rather go that route. I'm not saying they're brilliant quarterbacks, but I think at this stage they're probably better quarterbacks than Rivers, to be honest. And I mean, that might be a con- well. yeah, like that might be a controversial take. I don't really know with him, but for me, I just I just don't think Rivers is good enough anymore. No, no, I, I'm agree with you. I, I think the Colts are the one he could go to, but yeah, just retire, just leave gracefully. At least Eli's done the decent decent thing and just got gone now. There's no yeah. talk of him playing anywhere else. He's retired. Yeah. He got it's his send off. Yeah, it's quite weird with uh, that sort of group, like him and them two and Roethlisberger, isn't it? All coming at the same time. And Yeah, it's been really quiet it's talking a... about Big Ben, actually, isn't it? I'm assuming yeah. he's back and he's the starting quarterback for the Steelers again next year. But Yeah, it feels like the first off-season in a while where he hasn't been spreading news that he might retire, <laughs> yeah. which is quite weird. Yeah, and probably the most uh, uh, reasonable one to retire from as well. Yeah. Injured all season, rebuilding team. Yeah, it's going to retire, but still. I think that they're a really interesting one, the Cedars, because I don't know how they can draft their next quarterback because obviously they've given up their first round pick. Yeah. And I'm not sure they would take it back for Fitzpatrick because he was great. But to me, if I was them, I still would have held on to that pick and just tanked the season and tried to get the next guy in. But. Yeah, because Mason Rudolph is not the future. And no. Hodges, Hodges is fun as he is, is also yeah. not the future. <laughs> no. And Ben, even if you call it two years, I can't believe it's much more than that. He's just more and more injury prone, isn't he? He used to play through all these injuries where now he just can't. Yeah. Yeah, but, he just simply can't do it anymore. Yeah, they're an interesting one for what they do this season. Yeah. Um, another one that I think are in a really tricky situation is the Bears. What do they do? I mean, there's lots of talk of Dalton, and to me, it makes quite a lot of sense. He's I'm, an instant upgrade, isn't he? Over yeah, Trubisky. I think so. I think so. I think it's a move they potentially could have made last season mm-hmm. when uh, when the Bengals benched Dalton. I'm sure they'd have been open to trading him. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a move they probably could have made to try and go for a playoff push, but they didn't. But yeah, if if I was them, I think you can get Dalton for relatively cheap and. Yeah, I think he's. I think. Assume, I don't know what their free agency situation is like on defense, but assuming that that defense is going to remain largely intact, I yeah. think he would be a really good option. Yeah, definitely. He's not. I mean, he looked like he was done in um, Cincinnati last year, but then most of that team were, weren't they? They were, they were not trying really a lot of the time for the new coach, and no. they were missing players all over the place, and it was just a bad situation. So, yeah, get somewhere new. Re-establish yourself as a good veteran quarterback, and yeah, that's a, that's a nice move. I think the Bears have got some players that you can throw the ball to. Like, I think the thing with Dalton is, I think people take this thing like, whereas it's so talked about as like the average quarterback. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not saying he's a bad <laughs> quarterback. Like that means he's like the 16th, 17th best quarterback in the league. Like that's fine. Like that's if you've got that elite defense, that is fine. And yeah, I mean, there was a season when Andy Dalton was a legit. MVP candidate. Yeah. When he had AJ Green, Mo Sanu, who else would have been there that Tyler time? Rife. Tyler Eifert. Yeah. I thought it was someone else at wide receiver, but I can't think who it would have been. But whoever, anyway. Yeah. He was a legit MVP candidate and he, he just plays to what's around him. Yeah. 
The Bears like, have got some good offensive players. Yeah, like there's a lot worse you could do than that. I think, I think the sort of um, talk of Andy Dalton underplays just how good of a quarterback he is. I'm not saying he's a difference maker, but he's also not a problem for you. He's yeah. not going to be tearing it up every week, but he can throw in the odd 400 yard game and four mm. touchdown game, and he can win a game, but it's going to be largely be to the talent around him. But that's not. The worst case scenario for a lot of teams. No, but, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that can improve to to be in the middle of the pack. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think the talk of Dalton is below what the actual level of Dalton is, really. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton. What is going to happen with Cam Newton? I think he's gone. <sighs> I don't think he's a Panther this time. Well, at uh, the start of the season. Honestly, I have no clue. If I was <laughs> betting money, I would say that he's a Panther. Yeah, but. But mainly because if the Panthers are trading him, yeah. if I was the other team, I'd think, why are the Panthers trading him? Because there's a reason they're trading him. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I think a deal for Cam Newton is complicated. Yeah, it's tricky to judge the values. Definitely. Yeah, that and that's part of the reason I think he's there. But Do you give up a first again, if you're going after Cam Newton at this point? I mean, potentially. He's still a very good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so. like, and he is a difference maker. Yeah. If he's, if he's 90%, he is... A bigger difference maker than, well, what everyone but maybe ten quarterbacks in the league, and you could <laughs> yeah. potentially say he's higher than that. Um, yeah, he is right on the cusp of that. Kind I of think the top ten. Yeah, and I, I think he's his level, his, his sort of ceiling and floor is probably higher and lower than a lot of other quarterbacks. But his ceiling is, I mean, the best quarterback in the league. I guess he has been that before, hasn't he? Mm. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not crazy yeah, to say that. Yeah, it's. I think he's a really tough one to call because, as say, I don't know how you judge it. If you're the other team, you're sort of trading blind. Yes. You, you, yeah, you're not going to be able to get him in for a workout. Well. Yeah, it's different if they cut him. Yeah. But if I can't imagine they're just going to cut him out right. No, but if that you, I don't. Know how, yeah, I just think it's too complicated a deal for me. I just don't think I don't I don't see how that deal like in my head I'm trying to work out how the deal gets made I just don't know what that is unless mm. the Panthers just give up on him and do it sort of for a third round pick just get rid of him yeah they've got a whole, new, a what, whole new coach staff new yeah. uh, GM they look like they've lost Luke Keekley this off season and it would make sense to build around the new quarterback with Christian McCaffrey, I suppose, as your new exciting offense. But then, yeah, what? But who is that quarterback? They're not picking that high, are they? No. Unless... They're what? They're in the teens, oh, I think, the are they? No, the seventh. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, they're higher than I thought. Okay. Maybe it makes more sense then. I was thinking they were in the teens. But I think... Yeah. <laughs> I think they're a forward-thinking like, team of backroom staff that you that if there's a team out there that could make a move up, then the Panthers would be in there. Yeah, they could they could offer the the Lions a package to get up to three and take what Tua, who's now who's been out fit as well. He's. I mean, I still think Tua ends up going at two. Yeah, I think I think the team's got to get to two to get him. Yeah, there's all the talk that they'll go five or six, and then uh, Justin Herbert will be around that range as well. They never happen. It, they always it take ne- it. never ever. Yeah. I think there's more chance that um, quarterbacks go one, two, three yeah. than Tua <laughs> goes at four or five. To be honest, I just don't see it because it never ever happens. Yeah. Someone will give the Redskins an RG3 type package to get mm-hmm. up there and they will take it because yeah. why wouldn't they? They have to. I can like Chase Young is amazing. Taking a quarterback as well and moving on from Stafford. I, I 100% agree with you there. I, I think I think Stafford's an interesting one. Yeah, he could be somewhere else as well. 
this injury has sort of just gone under the radar a bit. Yeah. But like, didn't he have like a broken back? Broken back. <laughs> like that's not that's a little injury. Yeah, they shut him down pretty quickly. Yeah. Last season, I don't know if things were going bad, and maybe if they were playing better, the they might have sort of he might have played for it a bit more. But mm. they weren't. They didn't hesitate to just put him on IR and shut his season down, which to me indicates that injury is a little bit more than just a. Uh, Sort of give it a couple of months off and you'll be fine. Yeah, even with no one behind him, they shut him down. Yeah, it's. I think they're a really interesting case, and I've sort of said that for a while now, actually. Weirdly, uh, mm. but say so I, 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 I did listen to the uh, around the NFL podcast, and they were talking about it. But I've, I said a while ago that I think Stafford's uh, a potential uh, somebody that could be out in uh, in Detroit, just because. Yeah, for me, that injury could easily be a really big deal that's not been sort of released yet. Yeah, you don't ever want to have the lingering threat of a, a, a broken back, hang, uh, back hanging over you. It's not, no. it's not a light injury, that one. So if, if they go one, two, three, the Giants are just going to fall into the chase show, aren't they? I mean, I honestly think it could happen. Although I, Dave Gettleman's picking them, so probably pick someone else. Yeah, yeah. He'll <laughs> take another quarterback for no reason. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really, I really think it could happen. One, two, three. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's the favourite, like, sort of outcome, but I'm quarterbacks... I'm not it? Yeah, as soon as quarterbacks get into the combine, get into all these interviews, yeah. they just rise and rise and rise. I just can't see two are going below two. It's just whether that third one gets in there as well, and for me, I think it will happen by the time the draft rolls around. Yeah, but, I've got Herbert, the more I see of him, and yeah, why not? Why not take him at three if you're the Lions? I think, I think he's almost become a bit underrated, Herbert, but if... If he had come out a year ago, like there was talk, he was probably going to go number one. Yeah. But now it's sort of almost seen as like, some people sort of see him as a bit of a joke, but I mean, I think he's a good quarterback. I, I wouldn't be unhappy having him. Yeah, I think he's got a bit of effort. He's got a really strong arm, but he can also move as well. It's yeah, I like an him. ideal combination, really. Um, yeah, we've got away from actual current uh, quarterbacks. Um, who else could be on the move? Derek Carr, I think, is his time done? In, what, um, in, in Las Vegas now, I think it's definitely a potential, but I don't know if they again they just won a few too many games last season for mm. that move. But then they've got plenty of picks, haven't they? It's not like they haven't got sort of capital to move around. But yeah, I yeah, always think he'd the have thing a good market, with, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think again, like we say with Dawson, the teams could do a lot worse than going with Carr. Yeah, like for me, that that was the move for the Jags. A year ago, mm-hmm. don't piss around with uh, foals, which obviously turned out to be a disaster. It was go and get car. Yeah, well, do you think the Jags could be in the running for any quarterbacks this year? I mean, they've got the absolute disaster that is Nick Foles sitting there on a huge contract, and they've got Minshew, who could be the guy, but I'm not entirely sold. There, there's just so much money tied up in foals that I mean, even though they managed to get rid of him, they're probably going to have to take a hit on that. Yeah, one way or another. Whether that's a bit like that Osweiler deal where the Browns yeah, just get uh, got a pick to take him, basically, didn't they? I don't know if they'll have to do the same sort of thing. So they could be in a mixture of quarterbacks sort of probably later just because mm. it'll be cheap. That'll be the main reason I could see him going for quarterback. For me, I think Mitchell will get the job and get the chance to have a season, a whole season at it because I think he did show something. Yeah. For me, I'm not convinced that he is the man moving forward and will be, but... I think he did show something. Yeah. Um, Dak resigns, I'm assuming. Yeah. 
for the I think they'll get once, it done. It's, it's huge money, but why do you let a franchise quarterback walk out the door? Like I'm not convinced by Dak. I never have been, but doing a deal now makes do? more sense. Yeah, I think you wait a year, then you have the new CBA and all that stuff. You have yeah, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson probably getting new deals. God, I just feel it's going to top three hundred million. Isn't it? It's going to be. Massive. If, I, I don't. I, I don't know if the overall number is going to be as crazy as it might seem, but I think it will be like a fully guaranteed contract or something that yeah. just changes the game. Basically, I think it's. I think it's the guarantees are going to be the uh, sort yes. of eye watering thing on Mahomes. Uh, the numbers are going to be big as well. It'll be the highest paid quarterback, but I, th- it, I think it'll be the highest paid quarterback, and it pretty much either all guaranteed or close to it. Yeah. Um, Jameis is he's, he's out there with the possibility of landing at a new team the only, just, the only team that fits for Jameis is Tampa Bay yeah I, I just think it makes too much sense for him to just be a Buccaneer again whether yeah. that's on a new deal or um, a tag I don't know for me I, I think if I'm the Bucks I try and get like a two three year deal that yeah. you can maybe get out of not too sort of not too much of a penalty in a year or two time. Like what Bortles signed almost. Yeah, ma- maybe give him quite a big year one. Yeah. Because if you're tagging him, you're giving him quite a lot of cash anyway. Yes. So give him a relatively big year one that maybe he can get out of after a couple of years for next to nothing or nothing really. So... For me, I think that's the move for the Bucks. Give him a sort of a short-ish deal that they can get out of in the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, it's just thrown for over five thousand yards. Yeah, like if he leaves the Bucks, there'll be a big market for him. I think, well, not so big, but there'll be some teams out there. There's you can fall in love with Winston. There's enough there. Yeah. That you can fall in love with him. There's a lot of coaches think I can I can fix him. Look, honestly, if the Patriots move on from Brady, I would not be unhappy to see Jameis as our quarterback. No. Because it's going to be fun, isn't it? If it's nothing else, <laughs> yeah, it'll be exactly. fun. Yeah. Like, there's, I think there's a lot worse you can have do. some fun. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> um, any other quarterbacks you could see kind of surprisingly moving teams? I mean, Flacco, I guess. Um, I think he just retires at this point. I've, I've, I've said someone the other day, I think he's... Um, Basically, going to be the new Matt Schaub, where a quarterback gets injured, and you're like, oh, away. like he comes in for a quarter. He's like, oh, I didn't realise Joe Flacco was in the league. <laughs> like somehow he's like backup of about four different teams, which is how I feel like Matt Schaub is. He just seems to just turn up for a quarter every season. And... Yeah, didn't he play for the Falcons last year? Yeah, he's uh, Matt Ryan's backup. Yeah, I, I, I assume I think he might still be going into next season. I'm not really sure, but I think I think that's just a rolling transition into gets paid sort of a few million each year to yeah. be that sort of veteran backup. Maybe if Josh McCown's going out, then that's the role for <laughs> yeah, Flacco coming go. going forward. But yeah, um, Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, is an interesting one. Yeah, he's on seven what million as a backup at the minute, but he's a free agent. Yeah, like I don't know why. Did he do enough to get himself a starting yeah. job? He played nine games, he threw nine touchdowns, two picks. Like he played pretty well, but I yeah. think. It was one of them games where they just planned around him really well. Yes, but uh, for me, I would be—I wouldn't be what I wouldn't want to be the team that signs him. You know, it's—I think somebody will. I just—I don't know who the fit is there. Maybe the Chargers. Yeah, <sighs> depend on what they do if they get a rookie quarterback or not. He's solid. So they've got Tyrod Taylor there. I don't know if he would need Bridgewater as well, but if they 
don't want to go that route with a rookie. Yeah, just go just go Bridgewater and Taylor maybe if you're not going to go with a rookie. But yeah, I'd, or, or you sign someone a bit more developmental where you don't really want to start for a year. Hmm. But for me, I think again it probably makes more sense that he just ends up back as Drew Brees back up. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not convinced that Taysom Hill is ever going to be a starting quarterback. I didn't realize he's 30 through. years old already. Yeah, he's older than you think he is. Yeah. Well, he should just move to be wide receiver or just a utilities player on offense. Like the old Tavon Austin, I can play yeah. offense, basically. I mean, I think it's one of the things where I think that's what they want him to be, but I'm not sure that's what he wants to be, well, is he it? He wants I think to be that's... a quarterback, isn't he? And yeah. behind Breeze and Bridgewater. Breeze is also out of contract. I'm assuming he just resigns all re- I don't think he retires, he'll just resign when he. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Although some of the talk does seem a bit like some of the talk isn't necessarily ruling out retirement, which no. surprised me. Where like Brady, it's sort of I think it's pretty clear that he's playing one way or another. Yeah. I don't think Breeze has been quite so clear on that. Like I d I wouldn't bet money that he does retire. I think he will be back as Saints quarterback, but I don't think it'd be the biggest shock in the world if he did. He's also 41. Yeah. Hmm. With a diminishing arm, it seemed last year. I think the thing for me is that I do think Breeze is somebody that quite likes the records. I think he quite... Yeah. I think he chases them a lot. I think he's... I've said for a while, and I know it's a harsh way of putting it in. It, I don't mean it in as harsh way as it sounds, but I think he's a bit of a stat padder. Mm-hmm. I think at times... Through through some of the years, he's, the Saints haven't necessarily been the best team in the world. Where he's just throwing for yards, yeah, and they're a bit of that empty yardage at times. Which, yeah, I mean, I know that sounds harsh, and it's not meant to be this harsh. It sounds, but I do think he is somebody because I think Peyton Manning was the same. I think Peyton Manning cared about their records, and yeah, I mean, that's fine. I've got no problem with that. But and I think Breeze is enough one that cares about the records and this sort of place in history because. Ultimately, that's sort of what he needs because he hasn't really got the other stuff to go with it. He's got one Super Bowl, no MVPs. I don't know. That's yeah, not that's, always that's on not him. Hall of Fame. No, well, I, I think he will be a Hall of Famer, but I don't necessarily think he's got... He'll be there on stats, won't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think the stats are the thing that will sort of tip it over for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on into the uh, the honours. They were announced. Uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh was defensive... Hang on. Yeah, it was right. Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa, sorry. Yeah, he was the yeah, uh, yeah. rookie of the year. Makes sense, really. He was a yeah, pretty good I, impact. Well, I swear they never used to do it, because they, they used to just do... I swear they just used to do defensive and offensive, and now they've got both of them, and uh, overall, I think, which... There are so I many honours. What the hell are all these? I, but I think a lot of them now, because you've got, like, fantasy player of the year and stuff I think a lot of them are probably just ones that are sponsored yeah you've got the FedEx air and ground players of the year which are basically running back of the year and quarterback of the year aren't they like I just (laughs) four of these awards into one award yeah there's uh, yeah there's definitely some surplus there yeah okay so the overall rookie of the year Nick Bosa yeah deserved I think so probably the best player in last year's draft wasn't he yeah I mean he was very much in the running for me for overall defensive player of the year. So, yeah. I mean, that's an incredible rookie season, isn't it? Yes, that is good. The actual defensive player of the year, Stefan Gilmore, we called this one. Yeah, I think it's fair. Like, I think some people wanted to sort of like take it away from him from one dodgy week in week 17, but... Yeah, harsh. I, he was, he was, 
I think he was the best defensive player on the best or top two defensive team. Yes, he was a difference me, maker. Yeah, I don't think there was any standout performances at other positions. And I think cornerbacks don't win it enough, really. And yeah, I mean, I'm obviously really happy with it. I, I, I bought a signed uh, Gilmore jersey earlier this year. So, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, so I was pretty happy with that thing. <laughs> you know, pushing pushes sort of star up a little. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I've also got a Sony Michelle one, so, you know, <laughs> you they went opposite directions, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I was happy with the Gilmore one. I think he deserved it. I think, it, even just taken away from the Patriots, sort of thing, I think he was the best defensive player of the season. Yeah, yeah, biggest difference maker by far. Yeah. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year was Kyler Murray. This is basically the only award I really had a gripe with. Yeah, he had a good season, but... It was fine. Like, yeah. it wasn't outstanding I thought he had a couple of good weeks but on the whole he was especially the first half he was pretty underwhelming I thought he had some good a few good performances but there was players out there that did a lot more yeah, 3,500 uh, 3,700 yards 20 touchdowns 12 interceptions he got sacked 50 times yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah they're, they're not terrible numbers they're pretty good numbers but 15th that puts him overall yeah, they're not outstanding numbers, and no. For me, I think Josh Jacobs was my pick over a thousand yards rushing. Yeah, because he was games. one. Yeah, he was one of the best overall running backs in the league. Yeah, where I don't think I was one of the best overall quarterbacks in the league. He was bottom ten for me. I, like if I was just yeah. sort of ranking them, I think he was bottom ten for me. Yeah, whereas Jacobs is a top ten. Yeah, running back, and you've got I think at wide receiver you've got Metcalf and. Um, God, who's the Titans? Uh, AJ Brown. Brown, yeah. I think yeah. both of them had... I think Brown probably didn't do enough early on for me to actually win the award over Jacobs because I think a lot of Browns come in the second half. Yeah, he finished really strong, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I think Metcalf had some outstanding games that probably had a couple of sort of down games that were, yeah, again... Just, but for me, I think he was top five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, for me, I, I think Murray was a... It's always going to be the quarterback, isn't it? That's the yeah. I mean, you could. I think you could make an argument that Minshew did more as a rookie quarterback than yeah. he did, you know. And like Daniel Jones had more big games. I mean, Jones turned over the ball a bit too much, but in terms of sort of big performances, Jones had a few more than Murray. Yeah. I'm not saying Jones was actually a better quarterback, but I just don't think the games, didn't he, Daniel? Jones? Yeah. I just don't think Murray was played at like a high enough level. For me to take that award, but yeah, I think like if you look if you look back in five years, I don't think it'll be thinking, oh god, how did he win rookie of the year? You know, I think <laughs> he'll be one of the best rookies from this class. But yeah, yeah he'll be a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, offensive player of the year, Michael Thomas, well deserved. We love Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's other players out there that I, I think it's a weird award, offensive player of the year. Mm. I think they should. I think they'd be better off. They've got so many other awards as we already said. Just make a running back of the year, a wide receiver of the year, tight end of the year or whatever, I think that would make more sense to me because, yes, I mean, it's hard to look at Christian McCaffrey's season and not say he deserves some sort of recognition for that other than, I think he won like the daily fantasy player of the year or something <laughs> like that. It's like, that, that's not, a season deserved a bit more from that but, if you if with the awards set up as they are, I think, yeah, Michael Thomas is the easy pick there. He got 1,725 yards. Yeah, it's <laughs> mad. He's ridiculous. 
Yeah, he's also he's got his new contract. He, he beat out Lamar Jackson, 19 votes to 17. Uh, McCaffrey was third. Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes were in the top five. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I I think it'd be a lot better if they just made if even if they're not going to split up, make that offensive player of the year, not yeah. like the non quarterback award. Yeah, just don't don't count quarterbacks in that. Yeah, because running backs and receivers are never going to win MVP, really. Yeah, because realistically, if you're just talking it as the award is out, Lamar Jackson probably should have won that award. Yeah, really, like he if was he's the, the MVP. best offensive player in the league. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a bit of a weird award <laughs> that nobody quite sort of knows exactly what it is. You no. know, I think it's one of them sort of because a lot of time it's almost like a consolation prize, like the second best. You know, like if you've got two quarterbacks yeah. that you wanted to give it to, the second best will get it, but. Yeah, it's just a weird award it for is me. It's a really weird award, yeah. So the MVP was uh, Lamar Jackson. Unanimous, not any votes for anyone else. That's my only slight issue with it, yeah. that it was unanimous. Because that's only the second time in history it's been unanimous, which... There were some like, good players in the league this year. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing season, but I think a lot of it was in the second half. Like, don't get me wrong, he played well in the first half as well, but at half uh, the halfway point, no one was really saying he was a clear MVP. I think... If anything, Wilson was a clear MVP for me. Yeah, Wilson's second half of the season knocked him out of the race, but yeah, I, 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 got I, one or two votes, sure. Yeah, I've got no argument with Jackson winning the award. That's definitely not what it is, but it's just a, unanimous. But yeah, I guess he was a clear winner, wasn't so he? Brady was, was the last unanimous one in 2010. That makes sense. Yeah, the 2010 season. Yeah. I say that's the, literally the only other time it's been unanimous. Which yeah. is, do you know I mean some of them Peyton like Manning season when he had like. I can't even think what the numbers were, but it was an insane number. Like, if that's not unanimous, or yeah, I would say Mahomes last year was should have been a more unanimous winner than this one. Yes, yeah, and like obviously Breeze got quite a few votes last year, but for me, Mahomes was a clearer winner last year than Jackson is he this came out year. Of nowhere, Mahomes as well. Yeah, like, I, I say, is it, I don't want anyone to think I don't think Jackson should have been MVP. I just think being like the second one ever to be unanimous is a bit too much for it really yeah so you've got 3,127 yards through the air which is less than Kyler Murray uh, but 1,206 yards on the ground which is a single season yeah. record for a running back uh, for a quarterback yeah. to me like having it unanimous is sort of like MVP like plus you know yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it necessarily deserves that one just a regular MVP award yeah, he should lose votes next year already for a suit or anyway. For <laughs> yeah, acceptance speech. I'm really interested. I, I think he's somebody that is a potential to regress just because of the style of quarterback he is. And yeah, when has anyone ever done it twice in a row? That's yeah, something to look forward to. Because if he does, then I mean, it's he's changing historic, the game if he it? does that. Yeah, it, it's really interesting to see if uh, teams catch up with him a bit. But yeah. who knows? Uh, comeback player of the year, Ryan Tannehill. That's unfair. Again, right? it's a weird award. Like it's all narrative based, isn't it? Completely. Yeah, like I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't yeah. tear his ACL. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders tore an ACL or something similar. Yeah, he played like, more games than anyone. Sanders because of the mid-season trade, he didn't get a bye week. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't really get what the award is. Like Darren Waller come back from like being a smackhead or something, <laughs> wasn't it? Like you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. It's well done for getting your life sorted in that case, or well done yeah. for getting out of Miami in Tannehill's you know, case. Like, yeah, I just don't know what... I don't really understand Comeback Player of the Year, because, I mean, you could make a case for about 100 different players for Comeback Player of the Year if you wanted to, couldn't yeah. you? I just, like, I just don't... I, I, I think it's... For me, in my head, it's somebody coming back from injury. Yeah. Really. Because that is the comeback, yeah. Yeah, I just... 
I, I just find it an odd award, really. I mean, I've got no arguments with Tannehill, but... Yeah, he was good. Yeah, I just... I Honestly, don't really understand. Though, before awarding him anything, really. yeah, I just don't really understand what the award's supposed to be for. No, um, coach of the year, John Harbour. Yeah, yeah, I think. So I'll see Shanahan's the other be. one. Yeah, I think the two of them. It'd be quite nice to see him split the award almost because I think both of them had incredible seasons. Yeah, that run game in San Francisco is just oh, it's just yeah. insane. Yeah. Get Raheem like, start to run for 200 yards a game. Yeah, like watching Derek Henry's one thing, but the the 49ers have done it with like four different running backs basically. Because even um, is it Jeff Wilson? Yeah. Like, like even he's had big games in there. Yeah. It's, it's it doesn't matter who's there. It's just incredible, and it's I find them really fun to watch as well. I don't necessarily find running teams as a whole. That fun, you know, like a proper pound it team. They're not yeah, the most you replace Derek Henry with someone else. That run game doesn't run, work the same. No. Whereas like, in, while, in the change, while we're on works. Henry, while we're on Henry though, uh-huh. why has everyone forgotten that he was pretty bad for the rest of his career? Mm. Yeah. Like he's he's had good games here and there, but he's been very inconsistent. And he's had like two hundred yard games followed up by thirty yard games nonstop. Yeah. Like now he's put it together for one time. People want to like pay him like Todd Gurley money. I just. It's, on, it's in, in an entire system built around him as well. Yeah, like I, I don't. I think people have got short memories when it comes to Derek Henry. He's, going into the season, he was one of the most frustrating players you've ever seen. Yeah, he was not like, talked he, about as a top ten fancy pick at all, was he? he was no, not late not third, even close. Round. And yeah, I think people have just seemed to have forgotten that, and I just don't understand it. Like. For me, I would not want to pay Derek Henry in a million years. Yeah, they're get, in a really get... risky situation here, aren't they? They're in an awful situation. Yeah. They, they've basically got to pay him. Yeah, they've been too good for their own good. Yeah, they've got to pay him, and for me, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, you, you don't pay running backs. It's not a position to pay. It's as simple as that. I know that they, they don't agree with it, but yeah. it's a bad move to pay them. Pay yeah. instead. I mean, the only... The only reason I could see paying him is if you're going to draft a rookie, and again they're picking too late to do that. Yeah. If you've got a rookie quarterback contract, then you can sort of afford to pay one, I think. But other than that, just yeah, I would hate to be paying him. Yeah. Either way, they've got to pay Tannehill something, haven't they? Even if they yeah. take him or they uh, give him a contract, he's getting some money. Like who who are the highest paid quarterbacks? You got Gurley, Bell, Elliot. Elliot. Um, can't think who else it'd be really. But well, those three alone. Yeah, they're not exactly people that. The teams aren't delighted that they're paying them a fortune, are they? You know, it's. <sighs> yeah, Melvin yeah. Gordon for a surprise as well when he when he hits free agency. Yeah, I think he might be someone that ends up a team getting a bit of a bargain with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I think his stock took a bit of a hit, but I think you could argue he's one of the more talented running backs in the league still. And mm. I think yeah, I think a team might end up getting quite a cheap deal on him. Yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, the, the Hall of Fame inductees, Steve Atwater, I've got no idea who that guy is, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> wide receiver Isaac Bruce, which seems odd that he got in over Tory Holt. Yeah. I the Hall of Fame that team, and Tory Holt was the guy, yeah. I think. The Hall of Fame, I saw, it sort of passes me by because hmm. I, don't, I think it's, it's just all politics really, isn't it? I think... There's some players that sort of just have to get in. They're no-brainers. But I think... Uh, it should get more think, interesting in the next couple of years because it's guys that have been retiring within yeah. our 
kind of watching time. Like the yeah, Colomado I mean, going in this year is great to see. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's just not something that I think about too much Hall of Fame. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a weird system and all this stuff of like first ballot and all that, like, oh, yeah, we I can't put him in this that. year. Like, I just think it's a bit of nonsense, really. And, yeah. And like, I don't think they, I get why they don't, because they want it to be exclusive, but I don't think there's really enough people going each year, really. I just think, yeah, just I, just, I just, it's not, yeah, it's not my favourite thing in the world, the Football Hall of Fame. Oh, well, the big award, anyway, was the Daily Fantasy Player of the Year presented by DraftKings, which went yeah. to Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, the big one. And he was, was an absolute monster last year. Yeah, he is. <laughs> if he isn't the first pick in your draft next year, then your, your league is terrible. Well, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to be on the anti McCaffrey bandwagon oh, really? for next year. Yeah. <laughs> the same reason as I was this year, I just think he's taken a beating. I think. He has, yeah, that's a worry, a huge worry. Yeah, I, I, give, give me Saquon. I'll stick with Saquon. If I'm picking it two and get him, I feel I feel pretty happy. You burn me this year. But really, really the biggest award uh, was the Bud Light celebration of the year, which <laughs> went to the Seahawks receivers. For I was going to say it must have gone to the Seahawks. The only team that tried and win it, basically. <laughs> was it the uh, the NSYNC the one? The NSYNC dance oh. this year, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm glad to hear that. Please, them. Tyler Lockett got awarded in one way. Of course he did. Uh, there we go then. That's the that's the honours. That's the quarterbacks. That's the the Super Bowl rounded up. A little brief mention on the XFL, Dave. I've watched a couple of games. I quite enjoy it. Look, I, I haven't mainly because I just I was out on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I was just busy. It's just well, it's not that I wouldn't watch it, but I haven't really watched it properly. But I've seen like highlights and lots of clips on Instagram and stuff. What struck and, me so far is it seems a hell of a lot more professionally run this time. Yeah. And it, it sort of had to be, didn't it? Really? Yes. Last time was an absolute shambles. It really was, and it it it, it leaned too much into the WWE as well, like getting the Rock yeah. there and Austin and Mankind and all that sort of stuff. That didn't work. The NFL fans don't care about that. This yeah, it, seemed uh, not a viable alternative to the NFL, but it, it could a, a nice the, feeling, I guess. Yeah, it could replace the um, AAF. Yeah. And- I think the thing with the AAF is it had a really good start and then fell away pretty quickly. Yeah. Like people, everyone was talking about it for that like two-week run and then they stopped, really. And I'll, I yeah. don't know if that'll be the same here or not, but... They were getting about <laughs> 20,000 people into the stadiums, which is all right for late Feb or start of Feb for non-NFL games. Yeah, definitely. I think one the of the mistakes... Every week. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the mistakes the AAF made was I think they tried to go into sort of college cities. Yeah. Where I think fans just weren't aren't that interested in it so much. Where I think what these have done here in the XFL, they've gone to cities where there's already NFL there and they're just trying to fill that gap for people that love NFL and are sort of missing it, which I think's the right Yeah, sort of like place going to, to pitch St. Louis it. as well and getting to put a team there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they've done a good job with sort of where they've put the teams. Mm. <laughs> I think it, they could do with another couple of stars in there. I think that's the problem. Yeah, what Cardale Jones is probably your biggest. Yeah, and like your casual fan isn't really going to know him that well. Which, no. like, they need something. Like, I'm surprised they haven't thrown money at like a. Well, I guess a Kaepernick, but then I guess that probably doesn't fit in with the whole sort of. Well, I read an article the other day that he's willing to play in XFL, but he wants. NFL money. 
Yeah, and it's just not going to happen, is it? No. If he really wants to play, he'll take less money. I don't think he really wants to play. I think the thing with Kaepernick as well, where the XFL's pitching isn't at the sort of... Yeah. They're not pitching it. Yeah, they're not pitching it the Kaepernick fans, really, the XFL. It's sort of this... uh, (laughs) We have no criminals in our league. We have none of this sort of thing. Yeah. not, I'm not saying Kaepernick's a criminal there, by the way. I don't know about <laughs> but, No, but like the sort of people who are that have got that sort of viewpoint yeah. aren't going to be Kaepernick fans, really. Are. You, you know the sort of people I'm talking about. Yes. I'm trying yeah. not to uh, ask the people, but, <laughs> but you know, you know yeah. what you know the sort of people I'm talking about. They're not Kaepernick fans. Yeah. The, the sort of Venn diagram isn't huge between XFL fans and Kaepernick fans, I don't think. No, Certainly not. Um, I like some of the things they do. I like that they have the, the, the gambling odds on screen yeah. during the games, the over-under, which is great. Yes, embrace it sort of, instead of sort of yeah. fighting against it. Like the NFL completely fight against gambling, and it's it's being legalised in more and more states across America. It's coming, whether they like it or not, and just embrace it. Get involved with it now. DraftKings. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that is gambling, isn't it, basically, DraftKings? Yeah. I think one mistake the XFL have made... I haven't seen any sort of fantasy stuff for it, really. I don't know anyone really hosting fantasy leagues. And I think that's a way of getting people interested in the sport because yeah. I think a lot of casual fans get into NFL more once they get a fantasy team because all of a sudden yes. you're like, you've got more interest in the different games. I think that's a an error they've made of not making a bigger deal of that. Trying to make... Like, if it was me, I'd be investing quite a bit of cash into getting some of these sites to cover it. Yeah, you think Yahoo would be all over this, or yeah, just or groups. even if they did their own, even if they did their own for their own site. Yeah, just getting you know the roto worlds of this world, really sort of getting them involved with the coverage of it and making fancy a thing because I think it's such an easy route for me. That'd be the way I would go with trying to really promote it. Just make sure the fantasy sort of side of things was really heavy. But yeah, fantasy is massive. I know people that play fantasy that don't really don't support a team, don't really care about the outcomes of games. They just want to play the the fancy part of it. Yeah, for me, that's what they should have done, really. But I'm sure that will be a thing for the second season. Yeah. But one thing I don't understand with the XFL is what happens with like the rookies and stuff. Like, if they're not drafted in the NFL, can they then go to the XFL or do they have to like hmm. declare? I'm just not sure what happens with them. Or are they just sort of picking up all the sort of undrafted free agents, basically, just like sort of feeding off the scraps? With the but squad teams. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm not really sure how that is going to work, really, but. I'm sure they thought about that themselves, but I wonder, you know, that happened back with, uh, what's the other one? Is it the USFL? Yes. Where they sort of poached players, didn't they, and paid them to just come to there and skip the NFL. I wonder if we'll see that in the not-too-distant future. If if the XFL's still here in five years, then I would assume that by then they'd be doing that sort of thing and players might make a choice between the two. Yeah, I hope it is still here in five years' time. Yeah, because I... I think it's not competition for the NFL. No, nothing's going to compete with the NFL, but it's an alternative. I think the best route for a second league would be if they are like a developmental league. Yeah, and players can move between the two, and that's going to be that's probably easier said than done with Vince McMahon and the NFL making <laughs> deals. But yeah. for me, if if I'm the XFL, that's probably the best route because you're going to get better players that way. You're going to get players wanting a. Instead of going to Canada, they go to the XFL, you know, I think... Yeah, if you're struggling for a quarterback and the XFL runs concurrent with the NFL season, there's a guy that's started five games for them and can just come in and just 
take a week in an NFL team, it's not it's not that different a game. Yeah, for me, I think that's if the league works out. I think that's the route it will end up being that it is a sort of league like like a level below, basically, like a yeah yeah, just like what well, I say, a developmental league. I think because I think that's what. And like that, um, well, American football sort of misses in general is like a sort of developmental league because there's only 32 teams, but there's so many like college players. So and, many players, yeah. Yeah, and you can't tell me some of them wouldn't develop if they actually were on a team. No. So yeah, I think if they could do that and make it a stepping stone, I mean, I'm sure that they would want to keep a lot of these stars, but it's probably not realistic. And yeah, I just think that's the way it will end up going. Really, I think they're going to push for a big star next year and Antonio Brown will be in the XFL if he's not in prison yeah I was going to say if he's, uh, if he's free to play football <laughs> yeah because a lot of, one thing they, they are going to do is not test for cannabis during the drug testing which a oh, lot really? will appeal to a lot of players yeah Josh Gordon but, perhaps yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh, you do slowly start to see some of these players like Sadie Gordon's your Antonio Brown's that mm. have some trouble out with too many teams in the league yeah, I just but say I don't. They were sort of pictured when the XFL was sort of like this clean league that they don't want them sort of people. But I mean, I'm sure that will change if you know if they're bringing in viewers like lots of viewers. Then I'm yeah. sure they'll look past that. I think it, you, you can't judge anything from one week. Get to the end of this season, see where they are, and if it's been a relative success, then that's good. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, because I mean, as a football fan. It can only be a good thing if the XFL is a success. Yeah, it's more football. Yeah, like I just, for me as a football fan, I would I want the league to work because it can only be a good thing if it does. Yeah, there's exactly. only positives from that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, that's as simple as it is. Yeah, it makes yeah, the NFL stronger. Yeah, like I don't know what the negative could be for the XFL working out for from a fan's point of view. Really, <laughs> like <laughs> I can't see one other than obviously you might oversaturate the football, but. Even so, even with the XFL, it's still only like for me, the XFL is never going to be a league. I'm sort of like going out my way to watch on the whole. Yeah. Or I can't see it being that. Maybe it will turn into that. But it's what ten week regular season. Yeah. Ten um, weeks and then what two playoffs? Like that's still only half the year taken up by XFL and NFL, really. Yeah. Which isn't that bad for a sport, is it? Most other sports are longer than that. Yes, every other sport I think is longer than that, aren't they? Really. Yeah, I can't think of many. Twelve weeks was that four or three months. Yeah, yeah. That that. So what, it's what's, not, a, what's the NFL? Four, five months. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like a full year's worth with a proper off season, isn't it? Really, I think that's. I don't think that's a, a problem. Really, no. it's enough to tide you over till the next the next uh, yeah. kind of part of the NFL season begins. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this one up, Mendo. We uh, we'll be back uh, during the off season to talk about things. Um, how are we looking with any sort of draft pods? Are we going to get them back involved? Um, yeah, my, my work life has been some of the busiest I've ever been, so it's been a uh, bit yeah. of a tough one to try and sort stuff. So it's good from working perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of nice in some ways, but like, I really want to do them, but fitting them in has been a bit of an issue. There'll definitely be something. Okay. Whether it'll be... I don't think it'll necessarily be like the series like it was last year, but... Yeah. It might be that they get condensed down to... I think there was about 12 last year. They might get condensed down to like four or something and there might be a bit of a quicker look through. But yeah. there'll be something. something Somewhere along the way, there'll be some draft coverage. What it's, that is, is TBC. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, there'll be some draft coverage. Yeah. But one thing I did want to shout out, I'm looking for people to come on. So I'm trying to do a series of either podcasts or written things with like looking ahead to off-season for each team. So oh, nice. want people to come on and either chat on a podcast or do written. So either yeah, one, definitely. just want all 32 teams. So if you've got time, come on and do the podcast. If not, I can do some questions with you and get a write-up done. But yeah, yeah, we, we can all record these podcasts like at any time, really. We can fit around your schedule yeah. if you want to come on and talk. That's... Yeah, it'd be sort of, I want to quite look at sort of like, I don't know what the strength of your team is, what areas your team should work at, what you like might your team might do in the draft, what you want to do in the draft, all that sort of thing. But yeah. just that sort of thing, just quick, short podcasts and just yeah, nothing off-season. Yeah, a bit of an off-season preview. So, yeah, if you want to do that for your team, we've got a few people already mentioned they want to do it. Nice if you uh, are interested in that, then just yeah, give us a shout and we'll sort that they, out. Yeah. Where do they do that? So on Facebook, we're First and Ten, and uh, on Twitter, we're at First and Ten underscore. That's seamless transition. We uh, will be live at Superpod 2020 yeah. in Southampton on the 7th of March. And I've only realised yesterday that it falls perfectly in line with my holiday that I had uh, booked for me. So that was nice of work to do that for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, come on. Uh, Come along, see me and Dave live. We're going to talk about our team of the decade. We're going to put some polls out on Twitter soon for you to get involved with that as well. Um, just an hour, and then it's a whole day's worth of podcast, well into the night as well. We are during the section of the day, which is free, so don't even have to pay. Just come in, have a beer. There's sofas there to sit down. There's comfy bar stools, all that sort of stuff. There's snacks and food available. So just come and have a hang out with me and Dave and listen to us talk about the NFL team of the decade, or our team of the decade anyway. Mm. And uh, I think I said last time, it's pro- it looks like it's going to be quite a heavy sort of football uh, crowd, doesn't it? Like, yes. Basically, have a podcast. So if you are an NFL fan, come give us some support. We'll get you on the podcast if you want. Yeah. We, we, we can take some audience questions and stuff if you've uh, got some. Definitely, yeah. If you want to send them in audio-wise audio, audio wise, or if you want to be there on the day and uh, shout them out, then uh, yeah, do that. We'll uh, we'll get you all involved. The more yeah. the merrier, basically. Uh, but yeah, that's Superpod. Just uh, search for Superpod 2020 on Twitter or Facebook to find the details on that. Um, yeah. And definitely go and vote in all them polls as well. Yeah, cause... definitely. They'll be up sometime very soon. Because like, like with our uh, awards we do, your vote's going to sort of count for some of it, isn't it? Yeah, let's say 50%. Is it 50 33. <laughs> oh yeah, well, 31%. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have one each and the... The yeah. fans have one, don't they, basically? Yeah, and ours are slightly more important. But still vote, because it's really important that you do vote for them. <laughs> <laughs> but we can overrule you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so check those out on Twitter soon. Like Dave said, first and ten underscore on Twitter. And uh, we'll, we'll try and get something posted on Facebook as well. That's first and ten on Facebook. You can find me at RossBell1984. And you can find Dave at DJG23 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, until we're back with some sort of uh, off-season pod... Uh, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you later.